0: Welcome to Tool Talk, the weekly podcast for toolaholics, where all your DIY, home improvement, automotive, and tool-related questions are answered, and your need, physical need to talk tools is completely served.
1: And now, the host of Tool Talk, Chuck Cage and Sean O'Hara from Toolmonger.com, the web's first tool blog.
0: I'm Chuck. I'm Sean. And welcome to Tool Talk, podcast number 53. Today is Friday, February 19, 2009, and you know, I have to point out... I'm a complete jackass, and I forgot to put number 52 <laughs> out. We recorded it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's there. Quite a there. long time back. So uh, more on me. I'm going to put it out. So you'll see it come out as well, and, and there you go. Happiness to all. <laughs> if you'd like to give us a call, you can call us at 866-718-9403. That's 866-718-9403. Be prepared. That number is going to change next week, I believe. And of course you can email us at C Cage or S O'Hara, S O H A R A at Toolmonger.com. And uh, you want to jump right into the uh... <laughs>
1: Five. <laughs> and now that we're done with the barnyard melody, here we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll get some new stuff eventually. But yeah, I
1: hey. know. Okay. Uh, so uh, number five was uh, dado set up with no guessing. And uh, basically what this is is a dado measuring gauge uh, that will tell you uh, which blades you need for which width and and what you need because you know you have yeah absolutely you stock them and, to make the yeah to make the width sure. and and you need a certain chipper and or you know certain amount of chippers and space this way and all that kind of stuff versus actual saw blade so uh, it's actually it can be difficult uh, to set up but if you've got a gauge that you know, this you're is saying, the one
0: that just fits over the top of it and, right you know, see you now know. the good thing about that and and for anybody who's I can't imagine that the people listening to this don't know what a dado cutter is but on the off chance you don't essentially you stack it up in your table saw it's like stacking blades up to make a thick blade sort of that you can cut grooves with right and or slots you know essentially which is very useful as you can imagine in in creating anything out of wood but you need very accurately controlled width cuts and you do this by having a mix match of like you said the two outer ones sandwiched between the chippers that you know clean the middle out right and you have to stack them up in combinations to get what you want. And and it sounds like an easy thing, but, you know, it's like when you're Measuring and doing math in your head with uh you know, with fractions, it should be really easy. Yeah, sometimes it's not. Yeah, and and all you have to do is is make a mistake. Right. You know, and you've just jacked up an expensive piece of wood. So the cool thing if I remember about this was that you slip it over the top and it gives you the actual size of it.
1: Yeah, the actual size and what chipper blade or
0: you know, what combination of blades you need in what order to make so you mm-hmm. can use this thing three ways. I mean, number one, if you wanted, say, you had a piece that you were going to slide into your slot, you could put this thing on it yeah. and measure it. You could also, number two, read right off it which, you know, which blades you should stack. Mm-hmm. Number three, you can slip the same thing over your blade. And make sure that's combination what it to is. To see if you really did that. Yeah. You know, or if you picked up the wrong one or you, you, know, you screwed up.
1: Yeah, which uh, is handy. Because uh, if you run a bunch of stock through this and it's not right, you're gonna <laughs> you're have some joints or some slots Hopefully that don't small. work out for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can always go bigger, but, but you know uh, it wouldn't happen. No, you're gonna screw it up on the big no, side. It, it, knowing my luck, it'd be it wouldn't even be something easy. You know, it'd be I, I was cutting like mortise and tenons for some reason, and I it's, <laughs> I've just made you know I've just made you know because the the the, 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 the the slot is fine. The pin now is, screwed. is all screwed. It's all like loose and stuff, and yeah, that's bad. that was that's bad, what happened to bad. me. Bad, you know. But uh, yeah, that was uh, number five, which is good uh, stuff. Yeah, cheap little um, piece of gear that can save your ass. Yeah, anytime you can figure out the <laughs> what you need, anytime yeah. you can avoid screw ups, yeah, that's all that good. That's good, especially for a couple bucks. Uh, let's see here. Uh, number four was uh, cheap ass tools, uh, six piece heavy duty pliers set. Uh, oh, is, you uh, know,
0: I gotta, I gotta say, this is from Harbor Freight, right? Yeah. And they had a picture of the black handle ones, and somebody had said, "Hey, I had the orange handle ones. They're okay." Yeah. Uh, I have both, actually, floating around. I have the the orange handle ones. I use Harbor Freight a lot for like home toolkit. You know, like the stuff you're gonna use around the house that yeah. will probably other family members will Walk wander off, off with. with. Yeah, yeah, or stuff like that. I'm a big believer. So um I have the orange pairs uh for use around the house. Admittedly I haven't used them a lot, but the times I've had I have used them, they're all right. Uh the black ones I have from when a long time back I had I didn't have enough money. You know, kinda like now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it was it was a previous time yeah. where I didn't have enough Another money. Another time when there was <laughs> not enough money. <laughs> Which there seemed to be too many. Maybe I should, you know, attend a financial planning seminar. So anyway. <laughs> I I needed pliers and I went and I bought a pair. I I bought a a set like this from Harbor Freight with the black handles. And uh, I ended up using them on and off a lot. And then they kind of mixed into the kit and in the drawer in the shop where I have all my pliers. You know, you see them in there. And I know you've used them. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, are they wonderful? No, they're not. I mean, you can get better pliers out there. But I'll tell you what, you're going to pay a load more for them. Yeah, this is
1: a six six in a set, and you get all kinds of different stuff, including you know, oh a, yeah. a slotted block. You know, all the crazy. Yeah, the uh, I, don't, I can't remember what the generic term for channel lock is, but
0: that's, uh, <laughs> that's the thing about writing about tools. You're always trying to learn. They're called slip joint pliers. Thank you. Uh, you always have, I had to think about it too. <laughs> yeah. You always have to learn these generic tools. You have to break yourself of it. Like you know, the skill saw that is that is a circular saw. Other people make them. Ours is a skill. But you know, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> I honestly, you know, kind of halfway went out just to get a skill, so I could call it a skill saw, and, and you'd stop busting my chops <laughs> on. It. Just search so I'm like, no, see that? It's see, a skill. It says it on the side. Okay, it says it I'm on the like, side. fine. Piss off. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> and it was twenty five dollars. You know, there was, was that. Yeah. So but. yeah, it
0: was. It was good. But yeah, we we try and.
1: Remember the, the
0: right. I, I was really afraid because a lot of times when we pop these cheap tool article, of course, maybe that's happening less because of the economy, but <laughs> yeah, when we pop these cheap tools, a lot of times you, you get a lot of f- negative feedback from people who are like, oh, it's a piece of crap, you know, and you're, you're like, like, not for that money. It's yeah, not, but <laughs> yes, but it's a, it's a piece of crap I can afford, you well, know, and, and that's and good. These, I mean, and that's what you need. I, I got to tell you, and you know this, some of the black handled ones are still in use in the shop. Yeah. And they do get abused and mm-hmm. used. And, I mean, I'll abuse them because I have nicer ones, too. So, if I'm going to do something stupid with part, guess which ones I'm going to use? Yeah, I mean, there is a time when you need to go out and spend
1: big bucks on a on a set of clients or something like that. Absolutely. And, and I understand that. But for the stuff I'm doing uh, and the stuff that especially the uh, this set in particular was going to get used for, because uh, I, was, I was out to go get a set, because... Uh, <laughs> My uh significant other and brother have managed to lose the rest of mine so oh, you should have
0: talked to me, I could have hooked you uh, up. Well, you know, I was going that way anyway. I got enough That's I got fun. enough spares laying around. I totally could have hooked you up.
1: Yeah, but uh, there, there's no guarantee they might stick around and want to yeah, lose your problem. tools. But uh, you know, so I got <laughs> I these. Paid I'm like Here this we go. a long time
0: ago. <laughs> I've got yeah. my money back. Yeah, it's, okay, uh, yeah. they're
1: they're good things. So it it works out pretty good. I mean, yeah. there's
0: better there's better uses, but or you know better, better stuff tools. But come on, yeah. I thought this was great when I saw it posted. I was concerned. I'm really happy that there was almost no negativity to it. a lot of people posted. Hey, I got them and they're not bad. Yeah,
1: you know, you know there's. So. They're not great either, but, you know, what are you (laughs) going to do? They are cheap. Yeah. So, uh, number three, uh, Swanson's always sharp. And here's, remember a couple years ago when the toothbrush evolved, you know, and it went from, like, stick and bristles to... Know it's this incredible stick that bends, and then it was an incredible bendy stick that you know you could special brushes, and then then it it, had a
0: battery in it. Then it had a battery, and then it had battery and special brushes. I actually have one with a battery in it, and I didn't. I got it for free somewhere, and I was like, "Holy crap! There's a battery in my toothbrush."
1: Yeah i uh, I just can't get over, you know it's. It's a tooth. Now I'll admit that I don't get like the the fifteen cent toothbrush. It's right. like the sure, one you sure. used to get free from the dentist with a Pez dispenser. <laughs> Remember that? I don't do that anymore. But here's like, the stuff
0: to bring you back, and right. here's a toothbrush, sorta. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> exactly. He didn't that's give you nice. like the nice Colgate one. That's all like. See, shit yeah, I did. I got Crest hand. toothbrushes from the dentist. But my dentist in that old town was awesome. I'm sorry, I'm ranting about my dentist. <laughs> I do. New dentist sucks. <laughs> yeah. I want a, I want my old dentist. Yeah, it gave me the like, cool toothbrush.
1: I uh, I go to I go to the dentist way out. Now that we're on the dentist day, I go to a dentist like who's like seventy five miles from me. He gave me an X Men
0: toothbrush. Okay, that's pretty cool. I still use it. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. I'm sorry, I derailed you. You were yeah. talking about the toothbrush. Anyway, yeah, the toothbrush uh, from a stick.
1: Yeah, kind
0: of evolved
1: from the stick, and and you really didn't need it to, but it did anyway. <laughs> you know, fair enough. The shop pencil seems to be going through that same oh kind of iteration. Oh the, the always sharpen and, and see if you can remember those little pencils you had when you were a kid that had the lead uh, things that uh, they were like a little lead and they had a little cone on the back of them. You could stack like fifteen of them in the barrel of a pen, and oh then you yeah, can right. yeah okay that only square. Okay, it's just like that is what this pencil is.
0: Okay, I'm just. I'm I'm going to go ahead and call BS here. Yeah, see, I, I, I think. I mean, we went through the the whole pencil is the lead. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. and and we had this really cool test design for it that we just couldn't afford the time to do. And it turned out that just using it, I mean, it really did what it said it did, but it was kind of like crap. Why would you want that? Yeah, I mean, you can get a pot. I got to tell you right now, I mean, assuming you can't pilfer them from the job site or wherever else you happen to be, which I highly recommend. If if you can't do that, I mean, Home Depot will happily sell you a freaking wad of them. With no. A rubber band yeah, like around it, buck, it, for like 50. a buck, Yeah. And if you're at the and if you're at
1: Home Depot or Lowe's and you're buying some some stocks, you know, like some lumber or something like that, ask. They'll throw them in. Yeah. Okay? Ask. They'll give you five or six just for nothing. All
0: right. They Which don't care. They keep them with the do. register. Yeah. And you know you can sharpen it. Don't buy anything to sharpen them either. Any special thing to sharpen? Utility that. knife. It's called, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Your pocket knife. If yeah. you don't have a utility knife around, some of that, anything of that. So this. I,
1: I I understand they're trying to get a a the comeback on a pencil
0: you know yeah, so this you, is a problem that does not need solution
1: yeah the pencil has been around for a for a little while and it's it's okay. Look, the it big is, development
0: was making it flat so it didn't run away.
1: Yeah, that's okay. cool. That's right? a good idea. I
0: appreciate that. <laughs>
1: this is a good thing. I I love that. It's cool. I don't I don't need it with refillable lead. I can't find the damn thing half time anyway. And now I can't you're adding like I can't find the lead for it? No.
0: No, no. See, and I know we that. don't have time for a discussion about it now. Maybe in a future tool talk, but You know, this is one of those things that, I mean, we had this discussion the other day with somebody who was telling us, you have to use a miter saw for this. And we're like,
1: not really. (laughs) I
0: mean, I'll admit that it helps a lot, and they're not very damn expensive. And for like 80 or 90 bucks, you could have one. It would really make your life better. But there is nothing in the world stopping you from using a miter box and a handsaw on this. Right. You just can't. You can't make accurate. I'm like, and Sean and I are like, wait a minute. Hold on. How did they build furniture before electricity? You know, they they built furniture for a good I don't know what a thousand years. At least five hundred. I mean, just pulling it out of my ass. At least five hundred without research to back it up, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, before there was ever a power tool. Okay, so that's just bull. You know? Yeah. I'm sorry, I know I don't need to rant right now. It's like of course you could do it and and granted, I mean, I'll admit as well that by the time you get a really nice miter box, you probably spent ninety bucks, and you could have bought a miter saw. Yeah, but a and, crappy miter saw that would still work fine. And but, the
1: saw that goes in it is going to cost you cash too. But you know, by the time you get a really good combination, like you're saying, you can get a decent power saw, and and it's way but faster.
0: Whether whether the argument, I, I totally agree with the argument that there are power power tools that will make life a lot easier, oh, and you should have yeah. them if you can. But Anybody who ever says, "Well, you have to have this power tool to make basic furniture," just needs their head examined. Yeah, you know, you don't. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was the
1: always sharp pencil, uh, and it can be always sharp. It just won't be always sharp Note in my shop. The readers
0: often vote things into the top five because they don't like them as much as because. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or they think it's entertaining. Like, yeah, this. exactly. Um, I can't here. picture readers saying, "Oh, I got to have me one of these."
1: Yeah, I, I can't. Man, I don't know who would do that, but you know I guess there could be some out there uh number two uh weha drive lock uh basically what this is is like a you know one of those bit in the handle screwdriver type things oh right sure um except this one you can control the depth of the uh uh I guess the uh, you can make a stubby out of it. You can. Oh, I it, see. It, it's
0: kind of like a removable shaft or something. Yeah.
1: Well, the shaft like goes up and down, oh, and you can lock into the it. Handle. Right, and it Got slides it. into the handle, so you can make a stubby out of it and make oh, one of those power cool. stubbies, or make a long one, or something like that. And for what it's worth, I could see wanting that for some reason. You know, I could see that would be a good thing to have because a lot of times you have those, uh, and I know a lot of people use the uh, the multi-bit screwdrivers for around the house, and a lot of times, you either need a stubby or a long one for for around the house because you got to do some kind of weird thing, and now you're screwed because you got a multi-bit that doesn't change size. Yeah, so, right. And they tend to be large, right? Uh, yeah. As naturally they would. They tend to be sure. that average, normal kind of number one, number two size, and that's not what's yeah, going to help you right. sometimes. So I can see the need for this. Uh, oh hell if, yeah! If you were going to do that, and it's really not much more than regular, you know, multi-bit drivers. Are. so I mean you might pay an extra I don't know buck fifty for it so who cares you know oh
0: yeah point. Weha has a lot of neat stuff I I think uh, uh, you know they seem to be my like go to for like oddball stuff yeah I need something that turns a ninety degree angle it's, yeah Weha's like, got that you know yeah or like uh, you know if you need like you know Crazy torque stuff, or, or the really far out like security bits and stuff. we right. always makes something for it. If you got a fastener that you need to turn, Weha probably makes something.
1: Yeah, no, to I mean, plug I, into it. <laughs> they it look a little weird, but it, it, they make one, and it's it's pretty cool. So I, I was I was kind of surprised. I was like, well, huh? I would not have thought of that. And it works I, out good. It
0: looks I out. love the comment and I forget which reader it was, but it was a, just an awesome comment on that too. And it's like, oh yeah. And it's got a, you know, it has a quarter inch drive, you know, uh, a square drive in the top of it. Perfect for getting extra power, so you can strip those small screws. <laughs> and he's like you know that's what you're going to do in the same way I would. You know, oh, you're going to yeah. be like, oh, "I just need a little." Ju- oh, God. oh man! Well, that's round. Hey, where do we-, <laughs> we? We got to drill this <laughs> thing Anybody out. We got yeah. a tiny easy out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, that's what had happened to me. I don't know about y'all. That's it- that's why I thought the comment was so yeah. awesome and on on point.
1: Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you know? it was it was good stuff. So that was number two. Um, number one, number one, this breadboard doesn't belong in the kitchen. Uh, normally, I mean, you know what a breadboard is, it's, you know, for yeah, sure. and, Absolutely. and all that kind of thing. And basically that's what this is. Uh, it's, it's just a little breadboard kit.
0: And, uh, uh, yeah, I love this. I love the fact that it, it was on the site. You know, we don't always cover a ton of electronic stuff, right? But you know, the truth is a lot of times you're trying to put some little thing together and I think you know, obviously, anybody who's into electronics knows what a breadboard is, right? But I think a lot of people who might be doing end up doing some basic electronics, not because that's their interest, but because they need to for other projects. Don't realize that this is a great way to mock everything up and figure out what the hell's going on, right? So that was really a cool post.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a, I remember when I was a little kid. You know, my dad was has you know done oh, yeah. electronics for oh, a yeah. long time in the service and all that kind of stuff, sure. and he's fixed everything. Uh, in fact, one of my first electronic toys was an old oscilloscope that he used to get for me, and I could do all kinds of stuff with i
0: mean so uh, I remember over Christmas he was fixing the toys yeah it was awesome <laughs> exactly i mean it 's
1: uh, dude can do electronics yeah, absolutely and uh one of his first things he 's like, "Here, this is a breadboard i 'm like there 's no bread on this, okay, you know <laughs> what do you do with this you know and he, he kind of all right, well, when you want to do that i 'm like well why would 't you just do that he 's like i 'm to that so we 'd go through and we'd do and uh, quite honestly, you know, electronics, as you know, is is never really clicked with me. I mean, I can make it, <laughs> I can make it go, but sure. it requires a lot of uh, fine detail work that I just don't have the patience for, <laughs> right? You know? And uh, which always drove him crazy. But this this was one of the. I remember, you know, I actually used one successfully because I wanted to rewire one of my remote controls. Nice. And uh, I'm like, crap. You know, I was actually putting tank treads on a Trans Am. that's awesome quality uh, quality stuff right there. no idea how this is supposed to work so i I got one of these and kind of designed what i was supposed to be doing and tried to make sure that you know i had everything worked out and i electrical taped together and i took apart two christmas presents (laughs) and (laughs) built this thing and i was so proud I, i went to show him and everything and i showed him the car and this you know test circuit i made and all that stuff and he's like your mother is going to kill us both you know and that's cool (laughs) save that that's awesome so go put it back before she kills us you know but uh that was that was like my one success story with one every time you know that was that was it good stuff Uh, I noticed a hardware store that which had been around for about a hundred years in my hometown was uh now a doll shop.
0: <laughs> a doll and, shop. Uh, yes, yes. Now no, wait uh, a minute. Okay, I can understand the economy being bad, but I don't see an uptick in doll sales.
1: You know, I, I don't either. Uh I was I was kind in the post and called it a knickknack shop because I wasn't exactly sure I had actually seen what I had saw. So this this last weekend I <laughs> drove by That was a by.
0: great post let me just say before you get too deep <laughs> into here that was a really really well thought out post and and you know when I saw it even before it went out when I saw it I thought man you know you're really I thought you really addressed the feelings that a lot of people have yeah you know so anyway I'm sorry like uh
1: no it's uh, so I drove by and it is indeed a, a doll shop uh, <laughs> I was a little upset um, but it, you which were is
0: freaking pissed. Let's be let clear on this. Well, yeah, but they don't have to know that. <laughs> no, damn yeah. doll shop. What the hell? But like I, you I, even need to buy anything out there anymore? I know, I know. I don't even live out there anymore. <laughs> but you know, and and the thing was, you know, when you I drove, were righteously offended.
1: Oh yeah, when I drove by it the first time, I I honestly thought to myself, sort of like I thought in the post, I'm like, man, that's that's just a crying shame, you know. And it's and that just here one day gone the next and I'm like, you know, that's not actually what happened. You know, and, and I lived in that town for close to ten or twelve years. And uh I remember distinctly we showed up a couple of times and they'd have this or that and you sure. know it was okay. But largely the stuff we needed. Uh and and honestly we, we needed odd stuff. Uh, <laughs> most of the time. I mean we we had kind of an collected household, but most of the time they didn't have what we needed and we just drive right past it after a while because we knew yeah. They didn't have it. Yeah. And uh like I said in the post that especially that one cuz I I was kind of interested in it and and on how that whole thing came about and that thing had been around since, you know, horses were parked outside of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, it still has the Yeah, it still yeah. has the hitching post in front, right. you know, or, or around the side anyway. And uh, I mean, there. You look at old pictures of the town, and there's like the saloon, the bank, and the hardware hardware shop. shop, You know, and I'm like, (laughs) wow. You know, and this is it's, pre-trained, man. Yeah, I mean, well, actually, it's it's right around the time, you know. I mean, that the little town I grew up in—the reason it exists is because there's a grain silo there, and it's the only one with at the time, only one within like 50 miles of it. And <laughs> you uh, got
0: your crap on the train. That's
1: right. So it was a train depot, and that's <laughs> that's what started the town. So this hardware store was real important, and uh, the people that worked around there had cattle uh, eventually and everything, and and it became kind of a farm community hardware store and as a good retailer, they reflected that. There was all kinds of stuff you'd use for ranching and farming and that kind of deal. Well, uh a hundred years later, uh not so much ranching going on and the tools they use are very different. And uh I mean it's not to say that they didn't change and that others don't, you know, because there have been a whole bunch of hardware stores out there who who have changed and have uh, updated what they do and what they sell and how they reach their customers and it just so happens that this one like some other ones didn't and it was kind of i guess since uh you know if you break it down decade to decade it just kind of slowly didn't change enough to make any difference and then finally it it didn't have it didn't have any customers so uh i i found that interesting and i started looking at uh uh different tax some some had you know because some some hardware stores especially here in texas have been around for a, a, the same amount of time easily and uh you know probably about half of them have failed at one point or another pretty recently within the last 20 years and some of them change completely you know some of them become just honest god feed stores and so right become lumber you know mill or you know lumber stores and some of them do equipment rental now and you know some of them just uh you know had to have some help so they they bought out with uh true value you know and and changed that way and it really kind of reflects the i guess changing needs of the community in general uh we haven't we haven't really thought about it much but our needs have changed quite a bit you can take uh even in in my little Two thousand people or three thousand people town that I'm from uh when I was there, even twelve years ago it was seven hundred and before that it was three hundred you know um the needs of that many people just are so different that one little hardware store really can't support that kind of general
0: necessity, so it was it was it's so difficult and and you know yeah, you're pissed at first, but yeah, you know. In the end there are a lot of factors here and some of them positive and some of them negative. I remember uh growing up where I did it was in a town of about 12,000, now mm-hmm. about 20 something. <clears throat> Excuse me. And near nearby a city of 100,000. But obviously we had nothing in the small town. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. even the the small local hardware store. Right. There's you had zip. to drive for it. Yeah. And you know you drove the 15-20 miles into the main town and there you had a few options. You had two hardware stores, one small, one large uh the large was a lumber yard. Mm-hmm. The small was a hardware store, right and then you had feed and seed mm-hmm. you know, and feed and seed was really what you 'd think it was primarily a feed store, and then they had things related to farming right so like if you needed and and the thing is is that over the t- over time it seems as if the stores had kind of. Come to understand what each one of them did and they didn't overlap a whole ton. Right, like the Tia or tractor supply down here. You know. They have farm yeah, implements and stuff. Yeah, but less less so. Like yeah. I mean, they sold, like I said, primarily feed and seed, and then besides that you would get like feed bins. Oh, okay. Yeah, it and was you a, would get basically
1: the, a feed store. Yeah. A little
0: bit of hardware, the hardware you would need to mount and work with feed bins, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And and the thing is though, it was strange. And and where I'm going with this is that And I only had a a child's perspective, so laugh if, if, you know. But I'm saying they knew what each other had, so it was really weird. Like, a lot of times, say you wanted a particular large bracket, Mm -hmm. you know, metal bracket. Well, now, I mean, you'd get that from Home Depot, right? you know. But you know what they have. They all have about the same thing. But back then, you would have to think, now, is that lumber? Is that hardware? Or is that going to be at the feed store? Because... Let's say that it's not lumber. Okay. Right. It's considered hardware. But the hardware store knows that the feed store carries those. And they don't. So they don't bother to because they know You're they're going to the be competing with the it. feed store. Right. So you would have to go to the hardware store, find out it's at the feed store, go to the feed store, you know, identify it to them because they're not thinking it's a bracket. They're thinking it's a, you know, whatever mount, mm-hmm. you know, and then find it and bring it back to your place. And, uh, and that's a bit frustrating. Not the end of the world, but it's frustrating. Right. Uh, on top of that, another negative experience. I remember that uh, I was in high school, I guess, and and uh, my mother's fence blew down. You know, well, I didn't know squat about fences. I you as know, naturally you wouldn't, unless you grew up right. fixing them. You know, well, and it was a wood fence. You know, right? Standard wood panel, not board on board, just standard panel fence, and not complicated. But you hadn't dealt with it before. I never dealt with it. I'm like, well, I don't know what to do with this. You know, I mean, some of them were torn up. Just a couple of them, I'm like, man, I bet I can nail this back up. You know, and I mm-hmm. did, and that's fine. But I'm like, crap, I'm missing you know two sections so i went to the lumber place you know that could call right right and uh you know they're like oh well you got to have this and you got to have that and i can't do this and i can deliver that and i can and then i talked to the next person and it's like well that's all different he screwed up he does not know what's going on and you know like like most um non professional and non big box lumber yards, right? You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Those ones that are are that cater to contractors. Those are great. Yeah, if they'll sell to you, those are awesome because they know exactly what they got, what it's used, how, when, where, what you need, and what they can do, what they can't do, and they can explain it to you. And they may look like backwoods, whatever, but they're not. Okay? They, know, they all know about what's going. on. There's a guy, on. and yeah. you find him, and he knows. You know. Yeah. But this one was, you know, it was one of those community kind of half ass ones. You know. Mm-hmm. And and it took me most of a week to figure out A, what they sold, B, how much it cost, C, how I could get it there because I didn't have a truck mm-hmm. back then. And, uh, you know, problems that wouldn't be as big now. I mean, yeah. they were kind of bad back then. Yeah. And uh, so I guess where I'm going with all this is that, and, and as you've received and shared a lot of email, I know too uh, about this, it's, it's, it's both good and bad. You yeah, know? it's. It's not just like, oh, it's so bad.
1: Well, well no, it is in a way. It is in a way, but it's happening for a reason. And I think trying to understand and, and deal with that reason is is really the, the core of what's going on here. Well, our needs have changed and the way we do things has changed. And if you're not reflected, you know, if, you're, if you can't deal with that and change and adapt and uh, really reflect that change, I don't think that you are going to last very long in that particular segment because it's so different now in the, in the, especially in the last year or two where where growth has really kind of slowed down and uh, people fixing their own stuff and, and remodeling and reworking and fixing has, has kind of been on the rise. There's, it's shifted, you know, the, uh, just north of us, there's a, a big contractor yard, where people go to do home building supplies and sure. and all that. It's a professional rig, right. you know, um, virtually empty, you know? Wow. And they are having to struggle to find out what they're going to do, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, just, I guess a couple months ago, I was talking to somebody who got a job out there cause he was, uh, they decided, okay, screw it. We're going to do equipment you know, rental, right? Because they're redoing a lot right. of the roads up here and a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. And that's, what moves now, you know? And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, man. They just had to completely change. And that's, I think, sometimes, especially when you deal directly with how people construct, build, on, fix things, you know, what they're going to need, the tools, the supplies, and all that kind of thing. If, if what you sell isn't what they need. That's a problem. You're going to know
0: in a big damn hurry. Especially now. Yeah. And uh, my fear, though, and... Did I interrupt you? No. My fear is that it's the Walmart problem. And I know living where you did, we grew up kind of near each other. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Not on top of each other necessarily, but. A couple hours. Yeah, a couple hours away from each other. And in rural Texas, back in the 80s, there was an explosion of Walmart, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was great. The little town I lived in had a Gibson's.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if you
0: remember those. They oh, were around yeah. Texas. It was dirty. The merchandise was poorly marked, poorly stocked, broken, and sometimes inexpensive. Fondled and everything It was else. bad. Yeah. I mean, the place was bad. And I'm, I'm sorry to be ragging on them, but, you know, damn it, it was bad. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the Goodwill store. Right. You know, which is horrible to say, I guess, but that's kind of what it was like. You know, you understand why the Goodwill store is that way. You know, they're, they're making money to keep people around and, get, and making sure people get things. So who cares if it's pretty? Yeah, you it's, know? it's a good thing. So, Walmart comes in and builds across the street from them. This is back in, the, I guess, the Sam Walton days of flying around in that King Air, looking out the window and saying, right there, you know? Yeah. So, they built one across the street from it. It was it was godsend. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, how long did Gibsons last
1: after that? The food,
0: about a year, and it shouldn't have been that long. And, and I'm sorry I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> point is, is that Walmart was clean. Walmart stocked things. Walmart was less expensive. You know it was really helpful. Mm-hmm. you can argue obviously that some of that stuff was Chinese, and people are very aware of that now. Read all of it was Chinese, right? you know, but I got to tell you, it was it was a plus for the community. They also interacted with the community. It was a good thing. People for, got jobs there. That's right. I yeah. mean, people were working there, people were shopping there. I mean, they even used to do concerts, you know, <laughs> in the right. park you remember that? yeah, oh yeah, so uh, come now, of course, all the little guys shut down, and then come uh early 2000s you know, uh, with the way things were going, they started consolidating to the Super Walmarts. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, the one in my little town, the one in all the little towns shut down, and the only thing left is the one big one in the big town. So that's my concern, carrying this back to what matters to us here, which is hardware stores big box. I think that the I'm not... Anti big box. I think that having the Home Depots and Lows of the world has made things better. My only scary, my only part, the only thing that concern, the only thing that really scares me is that, especially with the economy turning down, with some of the cash cows that have been there in the past, like constant remodeling and constant, uh, constant home building and constant, you know, upgrading. With that going away, um, what happens when when they start to shut those stores down? And there's nothing. There's no net anymore. There's nothing to catch you. You go from, you know, I had a couple of little places and I had the big box to, I have nothing.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, that's really, I think the, the scary part about it is there is going to be a, uh, I guess a, a downsizing or, or perhaps a, a more realistic, uh, spreading of the hardware store and, and that kind of, uh, environment that you're going to see happen. And I'm wondering, you know, because within, and you know this because we don't live that far apart now, within five miles of each of oh, our yeah, house, stupid.
0: we have ridiculous amounts of big boxes. Yeah. Let know. me put it this way. Um, Sean and I live about, I don't know what, five miles apart. Yeah, roughly. And the road that kind of connects between us, If I'm, I'm actually in the middle of it, uh, within A mile and a half one way is a Lowe's, and within two miles the other way is a Home Depot. Yeah. Uh, If you drive on down farther into the town, uh, there is another Lowe's and another Home Depot Mm -hmm. within, I'd say, 10 miles. Yeah, eight and a half. Of here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think. Uh, There's another one that is less than 15 miles away. Uh, yeah, You know, I mean, and that's just off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, there's another one that's uh, less than 10 miles away out east of here. So, I mean, it's 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 absurd. You know, it's like on the I guess I shouldn't be that afraid because he could close half of them down and I'd still be OK. <laughs> right. You know, but uh, it's uh, I could exactly be driving to, you know. Doing the Iditarod to find a, a screw or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but,
1: and, and what you're going to – but the, the problem is you have a fair variety of things around you. And what happens when, as a national chain, they say, okay, we're going to reduce our SKUs by
0: a third? Oh, that is rough. And And I didn't really understand that until – uh, you and I started meeting people in the business and understanding how that stuff gets put on the shelves. Yeah. And how and why weird th- things that I used to just never get like you go in and you'd find like a thousand clamps of one type and none of another. Yeah. You'd be like, like, what are you doing? What man? the hell? And and you know what? Actually, I, I'm not saying it's smart, but it does make sense how they got there in some cases. You right. Know? And and it's weird. And it is
1: when you need something that they don't have now, what happens? You know, and of course now the, the answer that everybody has is uh, you just go get on the internet. Well, if I want
0: three sheets of yeah, four by a eight, problem. you know, you are not internet ordering double veneered
1: that. ply, this is not going to happen. So there needs to be these local resources. And I'm curious in the next 10 years, how that's going to work out. Me too. You know?
0: Though, admittedly, wood is a little easier to deal with than... Yeah, just an example. But, I mean, no, no, there's, no, I there's mean, all kinds of weird I stuff. I agree. I mean, and, and there are things, too, like tools. I, you say, yeah, you can get tools online, but, but damn it, you know, a lot of times, especially, like, say, you wanted to buy three trigger clamps of a brand that are not carried at your local store. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're only going to pay maybe 20, 25 bucks for that, less if you're buying inexpensive ones. You're going to pay 4 or $5 shipping for slow boat from China shipping. Yeah. And, you know? And you're starting and to lose. More as, as the economy gets yeah. worse. You you know? Know, and, and
1: now you're starting to lose some of the things that I really appreciate about stuff being around. And that's, you know, if I'm buying a tool, especially if I'm putting more than 50 bucks down or even sometimes $50, i am going to need to feel that. I'm going to need to see it. I'm going to need to pick it up. I want to I want to play with it and if there's no place around you that carries that you're not going to be able to. Yeah, I agree. You know. And that's that's kind of a little frustrating, but at the same time, you know, if uh, there'll be ways to deal with that and and uh figure out how it's
0: supposed to work, but uh it's it's kind of curious, you know. Well, there's a whole lot to think about with this and and I I know when you brought this up in today's tool talk, it wasn't like, a, here's the finality. No. More like this is what we saw. <laughs> and it's it's just that there's been a lot of, I think, a lot, we've ha- thought about it a lot since you wrote the post. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though there's not really something that we would necessarily follow up with in another post, it's cool to be able to discuss it here kind of with the hardcore. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Kind of cool stuff.
0: There was another post this week that I'm surprised wasn't in the top five. <clears throat> Maybe it's because of the timing. Uh but I I you wrote it, I believe, about mm-hmm. the uh about the guy at the car wash that like yeah. cut the lady out of the car wash with his pocket knife. Yeah, yeah. And this is uh it was great
1: as uh, uh something Rick sent me. But uh the this is why you should carry a pocket knife. All right. People always, you know, Oh, what do you need to carry a knife for? There's all kinds of reasons, but this is the coolest one I've heard in a while. You know, this dude is, he's going through the car wash and, and, uh, uh, he sees, uh, the only attendant to the car wash walking through, you know, cutting through, you know, like they do to, to get it to the other side and all that. And, uh, she was wearing a headscarf, which let me just state very very briefly, don't wear a headscarf when you're walking through any kind of big machinery. But uh, this is a bad plan for you. Absolutely. But she's wearing a headscarf and, and it uh, it grabbed her and started choking her and basically had her choked out before the dude could. Yeah, she had passed out. Yeah, before he could get out of his car. Dude jumped out of his car. Cut her free and performed CPR until she came back around. and uh, Saved the woman's life. Yeah. And this is... This is seriously cool. All right? This is why you carry it now cuz you will need it. I don't know somewhere. how many times
0: we've been through this with people. I carry one every day, so do you. Yeah. Um when we fly, we put it in carry-on, which is legal. i mm-hmm. I'm not carry-on. We put it in checked. in checked baggage, mm-hmm. which is legal. You know, get it out and put it back in your pocket on the other end. And I mean, the responses from this online were kind of harsh in a way. I mean, a lot of people came on and wanted to give the tSA some some very I think maybe deserved crap about policies in various places and how they work with with TSA on airplanes, I mean, look after what happened in nine eleven you are not carrying a pocket knife on an airplane, just get over it, yeah, it's not happening, okay, Put it in your checked baggage, don't carry a, a six inch knife mm-hmm. carry a, a realistically sized pocket knife, put it in your damn checked baggage. Take it out at the other end. You can always have your knife. with it. You do not need your knife on the airplane, right? But some of the other things that people were bringing up were like going to court. You know, you go to court and and I I, I haven't thankfully been in court yeah. much, but I recently I guess and I say recently about three or four months ago I went I I had jury duty right mm-hmm. I had two days of it man I went in and I was like. <laughs> You know, I went through the whole thing and was there for half a day and then went home and then came back, you know, and did it again the next day. So I had to go through the what they're talking about. Right. And and here's the deal. Um, They are more lenient than the airport. I mean, as people have said, I think it was a Leatherman micro or what's what's the the one? uh, Yeah, the, the yeah yeah the little one the one, the one, that one. <laughs> the one that your dad sharpened for me that is like <laughs> is like a glass knife or something. you could cut your finger off with it and yeah, you got be careful yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean this little little thing you know it's not i mean if you tried could you wield it as well? hell, yes, you could mm-hmm. I mean if somebody knew what they were doing, they could really hurt somebody with that, but First of all, anybody who could hurt somebody and knew properly how to hurt somebody with that little knife probably could hurt people with their hands just as effectively. Second of all, I think that if you were wielding something like that as a uh, fear generating, you know, like, you know, you talk about the gun isn't as just shooting people, you know, the gun scares people. I don't think you're going to scare anybody with that thing. Well, you're definitely starting with the short end of the stick. No pun intended. Literally. So, (laughs) I mean, so the point is, is every now and then these guys will let something like that through because they realize you're probably not really a problem with it. Right. Um, I wouldn't depend on it. You know, and and when people say, well, I'm not going to carry a knife because I can't take it in. Well, come on. I mean, yeah, if you're a lawyer and you go to court every day, you might think about that. Yeah. You'll leave in your car. Uh, which is what I did incidentally. Um, and actually, it was kind of funny because I, I had my normal pocket knife with me, which is not tiny, but not big. Mm-hmm. And uh, I showed up and the guy's like, oh, dude, you can't bring that in here. I'm like, crap, can I go put it in the car? Is that cool? He's like, absolutely. You know? Went back to the car, put it in. He like let me through the front of the line and back in. Everything was good. But yeah. I, I don't think that these, well, I totally agree with the frustration that people have. And if you've ever lost something to TSA, or to the, to the court or something, I, I feel for you. Yes. Um, but that said, come on. I mean, that is not an excuse to not carry, not carry your knife, you know? And most of the time you're not doing that, or
1: at least most people aren't. Unless I guess. you're
0: a lawyer or a pilot, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that a lot of the time you are not either on the airplane or without checked baggage or, you know, going to court every day. Yeah, and it's kind of
1: funny because you see uh, a lot of people do that. But, you know, and, and it may be kind of, I guess it may be kind of, I'm a little skewed because we live in Texas. And and you can walk into almost any of the finest establishments here That's and uh, with a big Leatherman strapped <laughs> to your belt. Nobody's Nobody going to care, you know. I mean, they don't give yeah. a crap, you know. But, uh, and, and really, you know, I grew up, and, and this is before everybody started getting crazy about schools and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's but true. When I was a kid, you could have a I, I small mean, pocket knife. Yeah, I mean, I, I had one. I mean, teachers know. And I understand I, I, why they can't now. You know, I understand that. But uh, generally, when you're an adult and you're not uh, doing some kind of official thing, this this is an acceptable practice. I don't think any, and just don't be a schmuck about it. I mean, don't. Really That's waving it, it around. You and know?
0: and don't carry overly large knives. You know, yeah, I mean, you know. Pull out this Rambo buck knife, and, and it's people good, do. Yep. You know, I. I. Some of our close friends have this tendency to carry very, very large knives, which they think are cool. But the truth is, is most people don't. And yeah. You're going to have a hard time portraying. You know, parlaying. You know. Yeah. You know, getting the people around you to believe that that five or six inch folder folder that you want to carry is a pocket knife. Yeah, that's a hunting knife, and and they're not going to buy that, even though. Yeah, I do, and,
1: and the biggest one I normally carry in general practice, and I love it because because people see it and they they immediately are disarmed by it. But uh, the I carry a a lot of times a Swiss Army. Uh, Pioneer, which oh, has a true. three and seven eighths blade, and people see a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, right. And it's immediately okay. I don't know why. And you, I, you lucky
0: bastard, found the red
1: one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why people react like that, but they say, oh, oh, it's a Swiss Army. I had one of those when I was a kid. you know. And, and in reality, it's just a very
0: flat uh, piece. It's the Pioneer. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's There's the a Pioneer and then the Soldier is the silver one. Uh, okay, that's cool. But it's it's just very flat. It's a single blade. Well, it's got four blades, but it's a Really, uh, the pioneer? Yeah, I thought it had a no, no. It's got a
1: can opener and a, well, I did a post on it. Yeah, no, there's, uh, I there's, should read. Sorry, there's four. We have a blog a and everything, back. man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it was no. a while back. But uh, no, it's got four blades, and uh, you know, it's but cool. it's it's real flat. You know, it's it's pretty. I mean, it's not like the Gagunda like uh, uh, big ones where they have fifty of them, and it's not really a knife anymore. It's more like an exhibit. I mean, it's this is this is a knife, you know, right? And uh, it's kind of flat, and it does its thing, and and people. Immediately, just to, oh, it's a Swiss Army knife, and then move on. You know, even though it's a little bit bigger than I normally carry. You know, I normally carry a, a three-inch blade or a two and seven-eighths or something like that, and this is this is a little bigger than that. This is almost four. But uh, when you do carry something a little bit bigger, B, don't don't be such a, a schmuck about the it the truth you know?
0: is is that a lot of the people who carry large knives like that get off on pulling the large knife out and scaring people or the tactical knives yeah uh, a lot if, of people get serrated have the... you don't need to be carrying it yeah uh, for there's... this purpose I'm not saying they're not useful I'm not saying that if you're out hunting it isn't great to have a serrated knife that you may be able to pull through its bone with yeah I understand this you know I'm just saying in the office probably not going to go over well yeah the the tech knives especially you know if it's if it's black, plastic
1: and it's got the checker grip on it and the big you know blood groove and everything just
0: yeah no use your head you exactly know exactly i mean most of the arguments that i hear about i don't want to carry a pocket knife are either you know one the small group that really is practical the pilots, the lawyers the you know yeah. the people who are in places carry knives <laughs> just not practical you know you're not yeah. gonna be able to do that yeah And then, you know, but most of them fall into the category of either you're thinking wrong about it, they're thinking wrong about it, and they've got a they're trying to carry too big a knife. Yeah, if you're doing a folding buoy, this is not going to work, you know? Right, right. And it was really funny. I remember my last kind of oops experience with the knife was uh, quite a while back. We were in New York, in New York City, and uh, we were actually going to look and to visit the Empire State Building. Yep. And uh, we were doing the tour. And of course, I'm not even thinking, oh, there's going to be like. Airport style security at the Empire State, which is stupid because of course there is, and I understand exactly why. Yeah, I mean, tall come building in New York. Let's yeah, go. You think know. about it. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Once I saw it, I was like, "Oh crap!" Oh you know? yeah. And I was up front with the dude. You know, I pulled it out. I'm like, "This is mine." You know, how does this work? Do I need to? Uh, do I need to not come in? Do I need to do something else? Do I have to surrender it if I come in? And the guy's like, "We put it in a bag. You get it back at the end." I'm like, "That sounds awesome. Thank you." You know, and uh, they were. They were kind of displeased, you could tell. Yeah, they weren't but, really happy with you, but they, they had a policy for it. On know? the other hand, come on. I mean, I walked up and I was like, look, this is it. Here it is. You know, I'm not trying to do anything. It seems like, you know, uh, it would be the bad idea if you were trying to, <laughs> yeah, you know, get through with it or something. But uh so it was great. We did our tour and we come down. And, of course, then the fun part is there's n- it's not as clear how you get it back. So I had to go find one of the guys and be like, hey, I need my pocket knife back. And um They were again not pleased with you. They were not pleased. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. They were, they were. It wasn't like they were mean or anything. I mean, they did their job very well, and I certainly have no complaints. But they, they had this look on their face the whole time, like I was, I don't know, like they were smelling something bad. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. And I really didn't smell bad. I was just, I was just, like I was a heathen of some sort, and uh, I guess I was. But, but they gave it back to me, and I put it back in my pocket, and I left, and.
1: Yeah, I mean it was no big deal.
0: You know, It
1: took an extra ten minutes out of our trip. It it's, was, it's but not a
0: big deal. And the funny thing is, is I suppose I could have just surrendered it. The other answer, and I think this is a great one, and Sean and I are both. This is how we roll. Uh, we carry. We both actually we carry the same knife uh, most of the time mm-hmm. because, and it's just a cheap ass knife. Yeah. Uh, we we get them. I can't remember where we got one of the hunting, fishing.
1: Oh, like Sports uh, Store. Was
0: it Academy? Yeah, it's Academy. I can't remember. Yeah, you Academy. know, they have them all over, though. Come on. Yeah. It's like, I don't even remember what brand. Is it Winchester? Uh, I carry Winchester and Remington. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. Let's see. It is a Winchester, yep. which I'm sure somebody else makes for them in China. But bottom line is it's a it's like an eight. 10 12 knife yeah and that one's know? like pack of wood it's it's like yeah, a three inch right. folding lock blade it's no big deal right you know? and but the important part of this is that i am not i mean i like it i i've got it all working nice and everything
1: yeah it's all but you know up. if i
0: had to surrender this at the airport because i forgot it i'm not gonna cry yeah you know i mean and and it, the the upshot of this as well is that if you were to and just so you know here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lock plate. Uh, I do have it in my pocket. The uh, The other thing about this that's cool is along the same lines, I don't mind jamming this into whatever to fix something. right? I mean, if I had to, you know, the car, you know, broke and I needed to shorten the, you know, and I've done this before. It's so funny. You know, like you got that wonderful, you know... Uh, upper radiator hose that's real oh, long. Oh, yeah. And you know how they always like to fail like, right at the end? hmm You know? Well, I had one do that, and I was like, watch <laughs> this. It. And I was like, cut it off an inch short, cram-assed it on there, and got, got home, you know? Right. If you needed to do something like that, and you accidentally broke it or dropped it or lost it or damaged it or something, you know? If I needed to cut a tin can in half, I would. Right. I just don't care, you know? That's actually cool in a way as well for your daily carry knife.
1: Yeah, right? and it's... It's exceedingly useful. You don't have to worry about it, which is what I always tell people. Look, don't carry something you on have a to day-to-day. Me, yeah, don't carry, carry something. Nice yeah, on a day-to-day basis that you're
0: worried about losing or screwing up. I watched you, know? you pull out one identical to this one, this Winchester, and uh, just abuse the crap out of them. And I was like, oh my god, you know. And you're like, dude, it's a ten-dollar knife. Yeah. And and then I'm so on board now. I have not like your collection, of course, but I have ten or twelve really nice knives. You know? Yeah. And uh, I carry this one every day because I just I, it's it's the answer. This this would have cut the chick out of the yep. out of the car wash. You, you know betcha. And if I'd if it had got a little corroded in the process or lost, well, or, that's good. You that know? would be fine. Yeah, you
1: know?
0: <laughs> so. exactly.
1: And and that's kind of the the whole point. It's used as a daily utility blade. It you do anything you need to do with it, and you don't feel bad about it. And that's really what I grew up carrying them for you know i have nice knives sure but i don't carry them all all the time
0: don't let sean mess with you he has well over a hundred <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i do uh, but uh, and some <laughs> of them are nice and some of them i do carry right. that are nice but those are uh, you know as my dad always used to say dress knives yeah you know? <laughs> yeah right uh the, the kind you use with a cufflinks and tie you know and and uh don't laugh i've done that yeah you know I mean, I've, <laughs> I've got some pretty knives that are as is cool and made out of some of the same stuff as very nice jewelry And And that's uh, awesome. And that's cool.
0: I'm just saying when you carry every day, you know, if you're going to carry a knife every day. Carry it to use it. Carry a cheap knife that you can use. I mean, you know, this is fine. Is it the perfect steel? No. Is it the perfect? It can't be. I mean, they can't sell it for ten bucks, right? But it is sharp and useful, and it has been for well over a year. And I haven't. This is actually the one that I surrendered at the Empire State Building. So, so so the funny thing is, you know, I still have it, and I I was just—that's what brought it up—was that you know, I suppose I could have walked away if I needed to, you know? Yeah. And it would have sucked because I wouldn't have had a pocket knife with me later on when we were I out. I had two. I, I, could have given
1: <laughs> I always carry two in my bag, That's in funny. my check bag. One to carry and one in case I lose the one I was carrying. That's funny. Works. <laughs> you got anything else for this week? Uh, no, I think I've uh, blabbed on enough. Uh, the, although I will say, um, carry a knife. Yes, yeah, Just, just do that. I agree. Uh, not doesn't have to be expensive. It does have to be sharp. That's it. Damn straight. We'll see you next week.